Welcome to season three of Stunning. I'm Taisha Osler, and I'm here with my co-host, Steph Scholl. And we are chatting with Christy Fisher. She is with Presidio Real Estate. And Christy is super passionate about informing people of red flags to look for with real estate agents, what to look for to make sure that you're protected. Yeah, we're excited to hear a little bit about how she is an agent that adds value to, to what you're looking for. So let's jump right in. So Christy, can you provide any examples of red flags that someone should be aware of when selecting a real estate agent? In preparation of coming here, I was chatting with some of the agents in my office and I asked them the same question. Okay, what are your big red flags? And I had some that I had listed, but we had a nice good discussion about this. (laughs) And the thing that kept coming back was our fiduciary duties. So that is obedience, loyalty, disclosure, confidentiality, making sure people's funds are taken care of correctly and reasonable care and diligence to our clients. And it all goes back to that. If they are not doing those things, if they are trying to steer you in a certain direction or trying to get you to buy in a place that are pressuring you into something that you do not want, that to me is a huge red flag. If they if they can't fully disclose to you or if they can't fully confide in you or you don't feel like you can fully confide in them, that you think, oh, you're gonna, they're gonna come and tell other people what I'm telling them. Huge red flag, run, get out of there. Another thing that we talked about is honesty. Are they honest in their do like daily things? Are they honest in how the way they live? If they aren't honest in how they live, how are they going to be with you as your client? Yeah, Yeah, those were some of the big ones. Or another one that I just thought, if they're putting their needs before yours, that's a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. If they're going to come back and ask for more commissions as a buyer's agent or something, no, sorry, no, just don't. Because that is really going to be such a detriment to you. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I don't think we've addressed this topic here on stunning before. So I think that's really good advice. And I think for younger consumers, especially yes. that's really something to think about. I don't think that those are things that I felt I could approach agents about when mm-hmm. I was younger. And yeah. so I think that's really good for you to point that out. I, yeah. I think it asks those hard questions, right? How, how much commission am, are you expecting me to pay extra commissions? I tell all of my clients, like the sellers pay my commissions. It's absolutely no extra cost as a buyer's agent, right? And the seller's agent, I always make that very clear what that looks like for me. And I think it can just be so messy when the agents throw commissions into the negotiations and I've had it happen and it is awful. Awful. And to me, it was just a huge red flag, huge red flag that he was that agent was not looking out for his client. He was only looking out for himself. And as a real estate agent, that is my job is to look out for my client, not make sure I'm getting paid when I want to get paid. When you're talking about commission, that seems like an awkward thing to bring up. So what could you give some wording for listeners of how to talk about the commission. Yeah. When you sign an agreement with a real estate agent, it states what their commission is on that. So in, even in the buyer's agreement, you're, the buyer isn't directly paying those commission that goes through the seller, right? But it will say like 3%. And that legally gives the real estate agent the ability to go back and say, the seller only paid me two and a half. So I need you to pay the other half. Mm. And that to me, that's just crazy. 
That's just crazy. But there are agents out there that say, I only work for 3%. And we shouldn't. And in fact, our code of ethics says we are not allowed to have that, that, you know, what everybody gets, right? It shouldn't, oh, 6% is, you know, that's traditionally how it's done, but we're not allowed to say 6%. And I would essentially say, if you're a buyer, I would say, okay, now this is stating 3%. If the seller only offers you two to two and a half percent, are is are you going to require the rest from me? Mm-hmm. I would ask that question up front. Okay. Because then what they say there stands or should stand, right? Because they should be honest. They should be loyal. All of those mm-hmm. other things that we talked about. And it that kind of thing where the sellers, it's a little more laid out because you're talking about, okay, we're going to pay the seller's agent this much and the buyer's agent this much. And the seller determines what that number is. And an agent is welcome to walk away if they don't like what the seller is offering. Mm -hmm. At that point, it's a lot more clear cut on the seller's end versus the buyer's end. Buyer's end. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a good indicator for your consumers there to base their judgments on of this agent. So what are some other key indicators that are on the other side of this showing that they're a good versus someone that has a red flag. Yeah. That they're responsive, that they're happy to work on your timeline. Not, Oh, if you're not ready in 30 days, find somebody else. That to me is mind boggling when you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars that people are trying to like get a down payment for whatnot. If they only want to work with you when you're absolutely ready. So, it, so a good agent will check in on you. They'll give you good contacts of who you can talk to. Oh, this is a lender I work with. I know they're great. This is someone that I know will help you walk through this process. They will educate their clients along the way. They're going to do clear and understandable um, buyer consultations that or and seller consultation listing appointments where they are explaining what the process is. How is that going to look? Where is it coming from? And they work as a team rather than, oh, I'll just tell you what to do. They listen to their client, what's important. They're not going to try and steer you one way or another. And I think that is a great agent. Yeah. That will, that's their job. And yeah. A lot of times people are like, oh, agents get paid such a big commission. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not just one chunk sum for you. Can you yeah. explain a little bit about the commission and how Absolutely. It's set up? So when you see those numbers on your settlement statement, oftentimes it's mind-boggling to see, oh, you get that much and oftentimes in 30 days, but let's backtrack that. How long has the agent been keeping in touch with you on top of and how when I'm in a transaction, I'm almost I am almost available to my climate clients 24 seven. Like genuinely, I am answering phone calls and emails in the middle of the night. I'm, I'm answering a lot of that, but I don't get all of that commission. That doesn't just come into my bank account and we're good to go. A lot of that. So depending on the brokerage that you're at, there are brokerage fees. Some are percentage based. So a percentage of your commission goes to your brokerage or a flat fee. I happen to work at a flat fee one. Also, you can also have splits if you are working with another agent that can go. And if you got referred by another agent, they're going to take a referral fee. Also, every year I have dues that I have to pay to be a real estate agent, which are not cheap. They're at least a thousand plus a year 
just to be a real estate agent. On top of that, I take so many classes, so much education. I work hard to know more and more about real estate so that I have I can bring more value to my clients. And all of that, just if you were to get a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, you would expect to get paid more because you're educated in that. And I think those fees go into that as well. And yeah, I usually don't walk away with that full amount. And you have taxes on that too. Yes. I, because it's my own personal business, I take taxes off of the top of that and put it in its own entity. Yeah. And marketing. And none of my clients pay for photography. They don't pay for any ads on Facebook. They don't pay for any marketing of the property, any mailers that I want to send out marketing their property that all comes on me. That's those are business expenses right there. I think agents make every penny that they (laughs) oh for sure and that's where I just think that like yeah to let people not have that expectation up front Mm -hmm. of it's not three percent or six percent you're like what that's so much but yes like you were saying at at the beginning but that there's a lot of things that go into this and Mm -hmm. it's your livelihood too you wouldn't go somewhere else and be like okay but I don't want to pay you this. It's just interesting how it becomes such a big, are you worth it? I don't know. And it goes back to what value am I providing for my clients? And if I'm not providing value enough that they feel that's worth it, then they walk away upset. Mm. But all of my clients have walked away happy and they've given me great reviews. So I take that as I brought the value that they felt was worth yeah. And earlier we were talking about this a situation where you had where somebody was trying to sue the sellers or whatever. And that's another thing that an agent provides is yes. that middle person. Like instead of the buyer and seller having to work something out like that, if there's some kind of crazy situation, the agent yeah. is the one to they're doing their fiduciary responsibility yes. and mediating what's you know going to happen there. And honestly, when you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, it gets very messy very quickly. And when people are on high emotion, you need a buffer. You need somebody in the middle or else it's not going to look pretty. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen it not look pretty yeah. and it's rough. Those negotiation rough. skills are worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so along with the commissions, are there other costs that clients should be aware of? Oftentimes we say closing costs all the time. What exactly is that? I think that people who are purchasing need to be aware of their lender's fees and what that's going to cost. And which is, I think it's like in between two and three or one and two percent of the purchase price. Mm-hmm. And then the title fees, what that is. If you're selling, it's typically just the title fees. So the closing costs are quite a bit less with that. But they're also paying commissions. So it's a little different, but those I think are the big ones to pay attention to that if there are any little extra admin fee or whatnot, because every title company and lending company, they have those small fees, right? Processing fees and those kind of things as well. So those, if you are tight on money, that's going to add up. So make sure you have a clear understanding of what that is. Here in Utah, you're focused on a local real estate market. You talked about like the CE classes and the education that you do. How does that help you in terms of being here in this market specifically? To get your real estate license, I think it's only 118 class hours or something like that. It's not very much. I got my license in three months, which is bonkers to think, okay, yeah, now I'm going to 
dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to sell someone's house with 118 hours of learning. Right. That, and if anybody complains about that, I just think, what? It takes longer to get your massage therapist license than it does to become a real estate agent. And the more education that I get, the deeper I have an understanding of what the contracts are saying, what the rights are for my clients, what the rights are for me and for my brokerage and all of these things that it helps me to give more value, helps me to better educate my clients and be creative when I need to be creative in a good and legal way, mm -hmm. rest a legal right. and legal jargon is super easy to understand. Oh, sure, <laughs> Everybody gets it. Right. <laughs> and I just think if an agent is not taking education, they're really doing their client a disservice, even mm -hmm. if they've been in the, in the realm for years, they still need the education. So absolutely. I agree that education is so important in terms of learning how to help your your clients. What is maybe like your specialty in the area that you work in and how does that education help in that area specifically? So there's, I do mostly residential homes and that can be any kind of residential, whether it be a single family, townhouse, condo, all of that. And so my education is based in that realm. It's also, what does it look like if, a, if meth has been cooked in a house? Mm -hmm. What does it look like if the foundation is not doing well, <laughs> what does it look like if the roof needs to be replaced? Those kinds of things, which there are specific classes for that very purpose. And so I've taken a lot of those on top of planning and other things so that my business runs much more efficiently so that yet again, I'm providing more value for my client. As a real estate agent and as I, what I'm doing the education that I get or that I take, I'm taking one to two classes a week and that takes a lot of time. That takes a lot of effort and scheduling around everything else that I have going on. But that is so that I can dig deep into real estate and not just have the shallow understanding of what's going on. I'd much rather have somebody who really knows their stuff than that someone that's like wishy-washy. So that's that to me, education really does help you like really sink in those roots of why things are the way they are and what will affect them. I love that analogy with the not having a shallow understanding, but getting those roots. As people are looking at a real estate agent, are there cert certain certifications or certificates that help to differentiate that? Yeah. So it's interesting. Many people don't know this. In fact, I was probably a real estate agent for at least a year to year and a half before I knew about these specializations that you can have. I currently have a specialization to help senior citizens. So that awesome. means I've had extra training on like reverse mortgages. I've had extra training on what their generation needs versus a young family. And they need extra help with certain things for sure. I've had training on that. There's certifications for a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, which I have both of those. I am working on, there's one for negotiations that you can have a designation just to be mm -hmm. well known as a negotiator and awesome. have skills on that. That's my next one that I want, or even just financing. There's certain classes about like short sales, all kinds of things, but even the bro a broker as a designation, which is another deep understanding, which is on my list of things that I'm working to do. You have to be a real estate agent for at least three years to become a broker in the state of Utah. Okay. And so as soon as that is a able, I'm doing it. I, I, I want that designation because that is just that extra level of understanding. To me, it's worth it. I don't like not knowing things. 
I want to know why things are the way they are. Mm -hmm. It drives my husband crazy. <laughs> I have to know all the things. I'm that kid. I'm that person when we're watching a movie, I'm on IMDb like, what has this actor been in? Uh, and he's, please stop. And I'm like, but I have to know. Yeah. I have to know. <laughs> and I feel that way with real estate too. <laughs> like, I want to know that's why. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of real estate agent you want representing you. Someone yeah. that understands that all. Yeah. And that's going to be like, wait, why, why is this addendum in here? Yeah. That's going <laughs> to be question that. Yeah. So as we're finishing up here, you've talked about these things that people should be aware of. Is there any last little bit of advice that you would give to our listeners? Absolutely. <laughs> so before I got my license, I had bought and sold a few houses with a real estate agent, but I walked away not really understanding what it, the whole process was or what it meant to buy and sell a house. And I didn't even know what closing costs were. And I had paid them at least three times <laughs> and I had no idea. And I think what I would tell your listeners is don't be afraid to ask the questions because as a real estate agent, it is my job to educate my client in that process. And if you feel dumb, one, the real estate agent isn't doing their due diligence and taking care of you, but two, that it just may be that you don't understand what's happening and it's 100% okay to ask now what is this and what is it for and your agent should be able to answer that for you right and should be able to walk you through the process and why everything need has a time and place and if you don't understand ask the questions and that that's what i would say just because i didn't and i genuinely had no idea what anything did <laughs> or why yeah. I just knew they told me to do it. And I said, okay. And I wish I had better and deeper understanding because I would have made better choices. Yeah, okay. Funny. So for those of you that are listening, remember there's no such thing as a dumb question. Ask those questions. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. Yeah, yes, thank, thank you. you.